So tonight, guys, um, well, this afternoon, the Lord changed my topic. <laughs> so that's great. We're going in a new direction, and when he does that, he's been doing that to me a lot lately, but usually it means that his presence is more on the second version than the first. <laughs> so I hope that tonight that he just comes behind me with this um, last minute seven sheets, my previous seven sheets. I was like, no, <laughs> don't make me give that up. And he said, rewrite. I said, okay. Uh, so here we are. Um, let's just pray to begin. One thing that I just want to remind you of is that tonight is the childlike faith march all around the city. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, the childlike faith walk where thousands of children around the world all go and march the city streets. And we just declare that their childlike faith would shine tonight. In Jesus' name, that they would have, we said in school this morning, heavenly blinders. If they are not supposed to see something, heavenly blinders in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We declared it already this morning that we saw it leave the schoolroom this morning in LCSM. Leave, go out our doors and flood the streets. Protection for every single person and a cleansing blood because nothing that the enemy perverts is actually a reality. Any perversion in the earth is just him being him and the blood of Jesus already came and washed it. We have the better version. So today is the childlike faith march. All right? Think of all of those kids out there. If you're believing for something, there's a lot of kids marching our streets, believing in faith. Hey, they don't even have to know they're doing it. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. So let's just pray tonight. Do me a favor, close your eyes and just lift your hands to heaven. We want him and only him, him and only him. I thank you, Father, you and only you, God. Just come in tonight. We already have felt you in such a thick way. Oh, gosh, you are here, Father. We thank you for your presence, Lord. God, it says in Psalms that you thrill us. You thrill us. God, we thank you that we don't need any other form of pleasure, any other form of thrill, Father, but that you come in and you thrill us, God. We thank you for it, Lord. Just walk in, Jesus. Come on in. All of what you have to say. We want all of what you have to say. We want your perspective, Father. We want it through your eyes, God. We want your words, your words and yours alone. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, as we just lift our hands, God, we just declare full surrender right now, God. Any part of us that you want to come in and touch, Father, full surrender in Jesus' name. Full surrender to you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We believe, God. We are here, God. We are here to be your hands and feet, God. Equip us, Father. Teach us, God. Teach us, God. Nudge us. Nudge us in direction. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. We approach you, and we know that we hear your voice. And God, we're obedient. We declare in Jesus' name, obedient hearts. Because of that, God, we know you want to tell us your secrets, because we'll do them. We'll do them. We love you, Father. Yes, Jesus. We don't want to go out with, on without you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He thrills us. 
He thrills us. He thrills us. I love that. <laughs> he thrills us. Hmm. So open up your Bibles with me to Psalm 139, verse 13. Psalm 139, verse 13. So it says in the scripture, you made, he made, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. That's the New Living Translation. You guys may know this verse as you form my inward parts and knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. Fearfully and wonderfully made. How many times have we said that line? I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, my desire tonight and my goal tonight moving forward is that you would have a full understanding and knowing in your heart how fearfully and wonderfully made you actually are. I want to start with a quote. Now, I need your listening ears because you got to get this one the first time. So lean in. This is a quote from Augustine. And it says, Men go abroad and wander at the heights of the mountains. They wander at the huge waves of the sea, at the long courses of the rivers, at the vast compass of the oceans, at the circular motion of the stars, and yet they pass by themselves without wondering. We've all stood at the ocean and said, wow, and wanted to know more about how it worked. And I'm challenging you tonight, and I'm hoping to take you to a place where tonight you can say, wow, at what you are. Mm -hmm. I felt in worship like tonight was going to bring about a marriage between heavenly knowledge when it comes to health and supernatural faith. We have to understand that Jesus paid the price for us to be well. End of story. He paid the price so we could live every single day of our lives as he did in full health and vigor. He paid that. That's, that is the reality. Our reality as believers and ch children of God is that we are whole. We are whole. Now, I, I want tonight to help you partner with that, not because he needs it, because we need it, that supernatural knowledge from heaven with regards to health. Honestly, you can ask any of my family members. It's my, I, I can truly tell you that this is like putting on an Iron Man suit knowing that Jesus paid the price and that I am whole and partnering it with the knowledge of how to walk in divine health. Right. 
And I, my family will tell you, what do, what do I go around saying, Caleb? My immune system is <laughs> jacked. My immune system's jacked. <laughs> and students will know that too. I literally believe with all my heart, my faith for healing and health, since I've applied knowledge from heaven and realized that that's how God wants us to do this, is through the roof. My faith for other people's healing. I, I understand now. I can see he's given me a perspective that I want to bring tonight where I want to show you how there is knowledge from heaven about your health. It's called common sense to most. And we're going to unravel that tonight so that it's common sense to all of us. Yes. Okay? So the title of my message is based on that quote from Augustine, they pass by themselves without wondering. So the title of this message is The Wonder of You. Oh, so cheesy. <laughs> the Wonder of You. But I want to start with a very simple truth that I need you all to believe, and I will back it with science. You were created to heal. You were created to work. <laughs> God doesn't make junk. Amen. You literally were knit together and created with everything you need to heal. Yeah. What happens when you cut your finger? You heal. you heal. Do you have to tell your finger to scab? No. What happens is an intricate cascade of events with a bunch of cells coordinating together and some vitamin K to go to that cut, scab it up, heal it. Eventually that'll flake off and you'll have brand new skin underneath. Were you created to heal? Yes. When you encounter a virus or a bacteria or a bug, what happens? Your body will heat up. Why? Our whole society spends a lot of time trying to cool you down. <laughs> it's called a fever. I'm sure you're all familiar with it. No more after tonight in Jesus' name. <laughs> but your body will heat up because heat kills. Yep. Heat sanitizes. Yeah. Heat will kill that virus and bug. You're fearfully and wonderfully made to work. Right. 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 <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> your immune system naturally built to uh, recognize self versus non-self. What is Julia's cell? What is an invader? What happens through antibodies, they're called, is they are literally like God-given shotguns that go in with targets, and they're paired perfectly to, for the antibody to target the antigen, which is the in invader. So literally, God, you have an invader, that you're exposed to, and your body naturally, without you knowing that it's happening, <laughs> shoots it out. You have a built-in cooling system and a built-in heating system. You have 78 trillion nerve fibers running from your brain stem through the top bone of your spine called your atlas. 78 trillion nerve fibers coming from your brain, coming through and coordinating every single part of you, every single organ function, every single cell function. Somebody say, wow, God. Wow, wow God. <laughs> Should we really expect anything less? No, he gave it all to us. Right. 
It's called innate intelligence. Inborn intelligence. It's a science term. Inborn innate intelligence. You're born smart. Your body's born knowing what to do. So health tonight, health is not about diet. It's not about eliminating all the food options that you've ever heard talked about. It's not about restriction. It's about providing life to your body. It's about giving you energy. It's about giving you clarity, focus, strength. How many of you know it takes strength to host the presence of God? (laughs) It takes strength to minister. It takes strength to have a one-on-one conversation with someone and give them Jesus. If you want to carry, God literally will not give you more than you can handle. So if you want to host more of him, I suggest the body gets strong. We need to be strong to host the presence of God. He will pour it out on you, and you need to be able to keep functioning. (laughs) We want to be attractive as believers. Literally, non-believers seeing a bunch of sick in our churches doesn't help the number one mission while we're on the earth. Go and make disciples of all men. And they see a sick and dying church, not going to happen. Not going to happen. It can't be that way. We have to be the wholest, the healthiest, the strongest people on the planet. We must be attractive. Attractive to the unbeliever, that our life is attractive to them. I don't want to be broke and sick. If I'm a non-believer, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> I want to be whole and strong in the power of God. Amen. So Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Well, we ain't going to be those people. Amen. You guys cool with that? Amen. Now, with knowledge comes uh, a responsibility. Dr. Mark Kaufman was just here, and he talked about stewardship. He talked about management. And he said, any problem that you experience in the world is a management issue. So he was talking about finances. He said, that's a management issue. He was talking, right? We want to be managers and stewards. He laid that all out really well for us. So when we are given knowledge from heaven, we must steward it. So are you sure you want me to keep going? (laughs) All right. Satan wants you to believe that you weren't created to work. Because he knows that if you know, if he, he knows, if the body of Christ knew how wonderful they were made, we would not be sick. If we knew, if we had a revelation, he knows that. So he has gone in and perverted. You've seen him pervert in politics, you've seen him pervert in the media, you've seen him pervert in Hollywood, you've seen him pervert in all of these other areas, but very rarely do Christians pay attention to if he may be perverting our food system or our healthcare system. And I, before I go on, I just want to say, I, I had fleshing disease when I was young, as many of you know. My life was saved through the power of God and the wisdom of medical doctors and nurses. There is a time and a place for emergency intervention, and none of what I'm saying in any way is saying that they are bad or are trying to cause harm, okay? I love them. They're brilliant people, and there's a time and a place for that. I'm going before you get sick, and we're talking about then, 
okay? <laughs> How to not get sick, so you don't need them. And they, like me, would love to be put out of business. All right? An important point um, is that shame and guilt leave out those doors now yeah. in Jesus' name. None of this is to cause shame or guilt or condemnation. The enemy also wants that to happen so that you don't believe you're worth divine health, which is part of the problem with living a lifestyle saying, oh, Lord, just please turn it into a carrot, God. <laughs> Deep down, you're saying that prayer because you're feeling a little guilt about it, right? We don't want to be like that. We don't take advantage of the Lord in other areas, so why would we do it here? Let's just throw shame, guilt, and condemnation out the window and say, Holy Spirit, we're the Wednesday night crew, and we want you. And the Lord marked my life with this verse, Isaiah 8, verse 11. The Lord has given me a strong warning not to think like everyone else does. Mm. Isaiah 8, verse 11. Not to think like everyone else does. And so what you're going to hear tonight is probably different than you've ever heard in terms of health. Some of you definitely have already heard this. My students could probably come up to you and do the whole routine for you. <laughs> but honestly... We're going somewhere different tonight. Can I have permission to do that? Can we, can we dive into how you were created, how this thing works? What is disease? Why is there a sick and dying world out there? We need to know the why so we can have that knowledge and heart to put action behind our words. All right, here we go. Buckle up. There's a thing called stress. How many of you have heard of stress? All of you have heard of this thing called stress. All right, now, what I need you to understand moving forward is that stress is not just drama. <laughs> stress is not just you're about to go to a job interview. Stress is not just, um, gosh, a death in the family. These are things that we oftentimes say, yeah, that's stressful. That's stressful, that's stressful, that's a stress in my life. That's, my work is a stress in my life. This relationship is a stress in my life. We get that concept. What I want to challenge you is that stress is more than just emotional. It is emotional stress. There is such a thing. But stress can also be physical. Car accidents, whiplash injuries, sitting all day. It can be chemical. This is a big one. It can be environmental, car exhaust fumes, all of that stuff. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to tell you you have to live in a bubble. Just follow along. <laughs> stress, what I need you to understand is that stress is more than drama. You got that? So as we move forward, as I say stress, I'm not just talking about those types of stressors. I'm talking about this food you're eating, the air you're breathing. All of those things are stressors. Another word for stressor is a toxin. You've heard that? A toxin? That's toxic. Have you heard that? In terms of some skincare products and cleaning products and mm -hmm. thoughts, relationships. relationships. <laughs> so a stressor, a.k.a. toxic. Do you see how that connects? These are all stressors that cause stress in the body. Are you with me? Good. So what happens when your body encounters stress 
is that it sends the body into a stress response. Now, your body is so brilliant and intricately made that there's ac actually a stress cascade. And it is in the body so that stress can't overcome the body. All right? What happens is something called the hypothalamus receives the perception of stress. That's up in your brain, not hippo, hypothalamus, okay? <laughs> hypothalamus then sends a message to your pituitary gland, also in your brain. Pituitary gland, another fancy thing along the communication trail, sends a message to your adrenal glands. All of you have heard of your adrenal glands. If not, you've heard of adrenaline, right? Body perceives that there is a stressor. It sends a message from hypothalamus to pituitary to the adrenal glands. Adrenal glands release something called cortisol. You've heard of that? AKA the stress hormone. Or adrenaline, the stress hormones, okay? Now, when the body, the, the stressor is contained, okay, so say you had your job interview and now it's done. When the stressor's contained, the body is supposed to send a message. Sandy, I really needed pink. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't move. Uh, usually we use red when you mean stop. So pretend this is red, not green. Uh, but the adrenal glands and the cortisol that's being released, thank you, you're awesome, sends a message back to the hypothalamus and says, we're good. Stop. We're all okay. Okay, does that make sense? Your minds are like, oh man, this is science, anatomy, I did not sign up for this. <laughs> I need you to sign up for this. I need you to because God needs us to understand health. We need to be strong and whole. So if he spent the time creating it, we can spend some time and brain power figuring it out. So, hypothalamus to pituitary to adrenal gland, it's called the HPA axis. Now, in normal good situations where a healthy individual, your HPA axis is normal, operating, functionally, it sends these messages of stop back. There's something, though, in chronic stress called HPA axis dysfunction. That's basically when the body can no longer send the negative response back up to the hypothalamus, and what happens is adrenaline, 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 constantly with no off, off switch. HPA axis dysfunction. Now, how many of you have heard of a fight or flight response? Yes, we all have. That's part of the sympathetic nervous system. Stay with me, guys. I know it's sciencey, but stay with me. You will understand, I promise. So the body, through this, if this didn't stop and it's still sending out adrenaline, it's staying in sympathetic mode, fight or flight mode, okay? The reverse of fight or flight mode, does anybody know? Parasympathetic mode, rest and digest. Rest and digest. Fight or flight, rest and digest. Those are the two opposing systems of the nervous system working in your body, okay? So sympathetic, this little guy pumping out all the adrenals, uh, all the adrenaline and cortisol and not stopping, we call that sympathetic overdrive. Now, when the body is able to send the message back to the hypothalamus and say, stop, we're good, that puts your body back into rest, which is called homeostasis. 
rest mode. Everything is okay. Now, I need you to remember this point. When the body is in rest mode, you are most resilient to all diseases. You are most resilient to all diseases, okay? So let's simplify this a bit. We go to the zoo all together. We're at a LCC zoo trip. And a tiger gets out of its cage. Yeah. A tiger gets out of its cage, and we're all together, and as supernatural believers, we say, Tiger, get back in your cage in Jesus' name. <laughs> and it does. So say another church was on a trip to the zoo, <laughs> and their tiger gets out of the cage, and it doesn't, doesn't get put back in. So the tiger's out of the cage. We are going to run for our lives, correct? What happens when you're running. So we had a choice when the tiger got out to fight it or flight, correct? We had a choice to stand up to it or run the heck the other direction. Now we're all running the heck the other direction. We're flighting. What happens? My blood pressure increases. I need more blood pumped to all my organs and I need it pumped to my feet and my hands so I can run fast. My heart rate increases to get more oxygen so I don't pass out. My pupils dilate to see the environment I'm running into. At the same time that all of that happens, my digestion shuts down because, heck, I don't need to digest any food. I'm running away from a tiger. <laughs> my reproductive system shuts down because there ain't any time for that either. And my immune system shuts down because I'm not in rest mode. So I'm running away from a tiger, and I have to tell you that our society today, 24-7, the body thinks it's running away from tigers because of the stress or toxic overload of our society. And 24-7, you're on the run. Make no mistake. God, some people ask me this question here. God has built in a system to deal with stressors. Make no mistake, he wouldn't be that dumb. He's not dumb. He's smart and perfect. And he built something called the detoxification system to deal with toxins, stressors. Now, what has happened in our society as we've become and turned a bit of a blind eye to our health is that the overload is overwhelming the detoxification system. He never meant for us to have to encounter all of the load we have to encounter. It's the perversion of the enemy that has caused what our society is currently doing to our food, what our society is concurrently allowing to pass for our skin care. And that toxic load he never intended for us to have to deal with. So what happens is the liver is the built-in detoxifier and it gets backed up. The skin gets backed up. We see eczema and, and all of these crazy skin conditions. God never intended it for it to be like that. There is a detox system, which is why I want to stop and give you hope. It's not about perfection right. here. It's not about perfection. 
We are going to break this down so that you understand that this, there's some things that actually hit the HPA axis head on. So without having to change anything in your life that's involving food, because I know that's what you all are sitting there freaked out about right now. <laughs> there's ways to hit the HPA axis right on. Bam, take it out. That dysfunction. Hit it, hit it, hit it so that it can't go into sympathetic overdrive. There's ways to do that. So have that hope. But then there's also the fact that if we were to come back and deal with these things, God gave us a built-in system. So if you are doing well 90% of the time and on Sundays everyone's like, can I have a cupcake on Sundays? Yes, because your liver can handle it. It's not overwhelmed because you understand health and every day your decisions are being made from that place. So when you do breathe car exhaust fumes, we can't live in a bubble. And we weren't supposed to. We were given the detox system to deal with normal levels. We just have to wake up as the body of Christ and say, why is there a sick and dying world out there? Because these are not normal levels. This is not how God designed it to be. So I need to teach you two more sciencey terms. Stick with me. Pathology. How many of you heard of a pathology report? Oh, uh, yeah. Me and Pastor Ian should have a whiteboard spelling bee. <laughs> It's way harder on a board. Uh, pathology. You've all heard of a pathology report. What happens? You go to the doctor, you get a pathology report that says my blood pressure is high. That's a pathology report. You go to the doctor and it says um, your blood sugar is high. That's a pathology report, right? So our whole medical system is based off of these pathology reports. Pathology, pathology, pathology. Pathology means abnormal, okay? Now, let's take another field trip to Denver. Denver. Um, the Mile High City. You all know that there's a higher altitude in Denver, right? So you get off the airplane in Denver and you land, and I take your red blood cell count, and it's high. Why? Because you need oxygen when you're at a higher altitude. So your body actually adapts and increases the red blood cell count so that you have enough oxygen to breathe in a higher altitude. Is that pathology? No. It's totally normal. So our whole medical system has built off of this pathology thing and I have to credit my, the, the doctor that I learned all from, he coined the term adaptive physiology. This is a super duper term you have to remember. Adaptive physiology. Yeah, Dr. Pete Sulak coined that term. Because he said, if you get off the plane in Denver, that's adaptive physiology. That is not pathology. And he said to uh, the rest of us, he said, so when a patient goes into the doctors and they're given a pathology report that their blood pressure is high, that's saying that that's abnormal, correct? Yeah. Dr. Pete said, no, that's not abnormal. That's normal. For us to say that's abnormal is to say that the body doesn't know what it's doing that the body wasn't created to work, that God doesn't know what he's doing. When you step off the plane in Denver, that's adaptive physiology. Well, 
exactly in the same way when your blood pressure increases, that's adaptive physiology because your body was created to work. So we've created a whole medical paradigm around treating disease as if it's abnormal and just hitting it, hitting it, hitting it as if that's the problem, as if that's the abnormality. And we have to go backwards and ask the question, why? Why did blood pressure raise? Why? Our society is running away from tigers. Why are all these girls coming in infertile? Why are digestive issues rampant out there? Allergies, asthma, immunodeficiency, cancer. Why is the world out there sick and dying? Because they're running away from tigers 24-7. What did I say you had to remember? The body is most resilient to all disease when it's in a state of rest. So how, guys, do we get there? That's where we're going. That's the heavenly knowledge that we need. What happened, if I were to, I love this analogy, if you were to take your car to the mechanic and say, I need an oil change, and they said, great, got you covered, and you go in and your mechanic puts a piece of black electrical tape over your oil light. <laughs> what would you think of your mechanic? <laughs> no. That's essentially what we're doing in our society. Patient comes in, they feel lousy, drug. It works, miracle, they feel better. Three months later, drug dose isn't effective enough, patient comes back in, mm, lousy again. What do they do? Up it. Again, no shame or condemnation here, y'all. There is a time and a place, and I'm not telling you to get off your medications, but the reason these things are happening are because of the tiger situation. You have an internal and an external environment. This is the really cool part where we can see God in, at work. There was a story down when I was ten, down in Tennessee. There's um, a nuclear power plant, and it was proven to have asbestos in it. And Dr. Pete, who I was down there working for, his friend worked there for 30 years, I think, and um, was in an office building, and he actually ended up with lung, can lung cancer. And asbestos is a proven stressor affecting lung tissue. And he actually, that, that gentleman ended up passing away, and Dr. Pete began to ask the question, why did he get it and not his secretary, who was with him all 30 years? They're in the same environment, but one is affected and one's not. Also down there at that time, there was a, a big massive lawsuit over talcum baby powder. And a woman was suing for millions of dollars because she got ovarian cancer. And Dr. Pete was invited on the local news and they asked him the question, can you come on and talk about alternative healthy options for talcum baby powder? that we don't see ovarian cancer. And Dr. Pete said, the question we need to be asking is, why did one woman 
out of thousands, I'm sure, using it, get ovarian cancer, and the rest didn't. What's going on? Well, genetic geneticists say that there's something called epigenetics, which means that I can be in this environment and you can be in this environment and our genes may react a certain way, but we can build up resiliency so that when we are in an environment that where somewhere else would be affected beside us, we are resilient. When you look at stress, it's about being resilient to it. It's about saying, I can walk in a room of coughing people and not get sick. Why? Because I'm resilient. My whole family could have had cancer before me, and they tell me that my genes are predisposed to cancer and yet I cannot get it. Why? Because I'm resilient. That happens all the time. So the scientists started saying, obviously there's something called epigenetics that controls the gene, and it's proven to be the environment, the internal environment that we create. Say, God, I want to know more. Stress has no power over us. Stress has no power over us, and as a result, sickness has no power over us. I could stand here and list out to you the 12 body systems. We have the neuro, the muscle, the bone, the blood, 12 of them. And they're all proven to be related to HPA axis dysfunction. There's literature on every single one of them. HPA axis dysfunction, HPA axis dysfunction in asthma, HPA axis dysfunction in eczema, HPA axis dysfunction in cancer, HPA axis dysfunction in Parkinson's, HPA axis dysfunction on every single one of them. Why? Because when your body is at rest, it is resilient to all disease. Now we know the culprit. The key is just to take them out. We know the culprit's stress. We know it by its name. We've identified it. As the body of Christ now, we take it down. So the three A's of resiliency. The three A's of resiliency. So resiliency, the three A's. So we have stressors lead to stress response. leads to disease. You guys can see that now, right? So if we want to, without having to even deal with any of the stressors, take out the stress response, that's where these three A's come in. Does that make sense? That's where we are. So if we want to, without having to change our makeup brand, take out the stress response, we're going to do that with the three A's. The three A's, the first one, it's so simple. But I, now that you understand that it's related to this, you have more responsibility to apply it. <laughs> and that is, number one, your attitude. Mm. Your thoughts. Yeah. It's directly related. That's why you can have somebody that's 
smoke till they're 90 years old, but they were the most positive person on the planet and nothing could get them stuck in stress. Your thoughts. We are called to think how he thinks. We have the power of heaven in our thoughts. We have the blood of Jesus that's washed over our thoughts. Now I need y'all to put everything you've got towards understanding and plugging this in as it applies to not just your relationship with God, not just your relationship with those around you, not just your relationship with your children, but that it would actually apply directly to your health, directly to your strength. That is one of the best ways, and the best way to transform your mind is through the word. So through the word and thoughts, we literally take out the stress response head on. Being intentional about it takes it right out. Number two, so attitude. Number two is motion, okay? Movement. Movement is life. Movement is life. Every single cell in the body vibrates. That's not new age, that's Jesus. Every cell in your body vibrates. Jesus made it that way because why? Movement is life. There's power in the blood and blood moves. We need movement. Now this is, yes, it's exercise, but it also can literally be like, I got up in the morning and I'm just waving my arms in circles. Movement, just move. Movement comes in and hits the stress response right on. Why? Because there's something called a mechanoreceptor. Mechano means movement, motion mechanoreceptor. So when my body senses through mechanoreception, mechanoreception senses the movement and sends it up to the brain and actually tells the hypothalamus and pituitary, I'm okay. There's life here. No disease is needed to form. There's life, 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 life in these cells and tissues. That's why people ask me why I adjust an infant, because when their spine comes through, It's a lot of pressure, and a lot of times it can get tight, and the neck will get tight in response to all that pressure. And my simple goal, through the most gentlest of touch, is I just want to get movement, movement in the joints, so that the mechanoreceptors tell the brain, all is good here, all is good here, no need for colic, no need for all of these things, all is good, all is good. And that's why movement is so powerful. Like movement, guys. So simple. He's, n- he's a complex God. He created us complexly, as that scripture said. But he's simple at the same time. So attitude, movement, motion. And the third one is a scientific breakthrough that's coming in the research. It's a 5,000-year-old secret. Hollywood's kind of starting to go a little nuts about it, um, but most people have never heard of it, and it's adaptogenic herbs. Adaptogens. Why? Because the body adapts to stress, and it needs to recover. It adapts to fight the tiger or run from the tiger, and it needs to come right back down. We want the body to fight the tiger. We want to run. We want blood pressure to increase. That's all normal. We just want it to come right back down when the stimulus is gone. 
And adaptogens come in in a body that's bombarded with stress overload and do the work for you. It hits the stress response. It actually works with the adrenal gland and the pituitary to say, all good here, turn off. There's a problem happening. Yes, there's an easy solution for you with the three A's to kind of come in and sneak in. But let's actually talk about the load. The load in terms of stressors in your body. I want to be so sensitive here because I, I, I really do believe that um, nobody is intending to, to hurt themselves right. by eating poorly. Nobody is intending to do that. But let's get real and dive in a little bit and say, God, did you put this on the earth for me to eat? Or was it made in a lab? They're genetically altering your food so that it's addictive, so that you want it more and more and more and more and keep eating it. That's perversion from the enemy. And we don't really know about that in our day-to-day -day life, but as the body of Christ and as Wednesday nighters, we need to realize and wake up. Organic food is not just a trend. The average person is found to have nine pesticides in their urine. Birth control in their urine, men and women. There's toxins out there. We gotta be smart. We're not afraid, by any means. But we're like, Satan, get your hands off our food system. Get your hands off this industry. And we thank you in Jesus' name that there's light. Light, light, light. Dr. Caroline Leaf will talk about this toxic load and the two things she says without even having to touch your food is to deal with, sorry, five things. Toxic schedules, she calls it hurry sickness. <laughs> Toxic media, she says eat less from a box and eat less in front of a box. Water, I tell you, we switch people's water and get them a good filter and stuff changes. The amount of toxins coming in through your water and plastic, specifically bottled water, get that out. You don't need it. Get an awesome filter and fill your body with the right water. Cleaning supplies and personal hygiene. Those are the five she says that you can deal with without even having to touch your food. If that's a sensitive subject and you really love food. <laughs> toxic schedules, toxic media, water, cleaning supplies, and personal hygiene. I would just encourage you to simply look at labels and say, did God put this on the earth? In all products, did God put this on the earth? Even in your food. We have awesome skincare companies in the house. I don't know if you knew that. And I can understand every single ingredient on the list. And I know that God actually put every single ingredient on the list on the earth. That means it's safe. It's simple. Let's do a little diet. I challenge you, we're not gonna get into all the different names and lingo today, but just do a little search. And, and one at a time, one thing at a time. Clean up one thing at a time. And doing it out of that heart of, I'm not afraid, I'm not right. in shame, right. I'm not guilty right now. I just have an understanding from heaven that stress is affecting people's bodies on the earth and I'm not participating in that anymore. <laughs> it's not about perfection, it's just about building up resiliency. You got that? His, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. 
that's it. His yoke is easy and his burden is light.